This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live once again, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We've made it to July. Happy July 1st and Canada Day. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who most certainly wishes this new name-image-likeness legislation was in play when he was a national championship quarterback at BYU, Blaine Fowler. No kidding, right? I'm just I, I'm thinking back. I'm reading all of this the last couple of days, and now we know the NCAA has put it into effect that players are going to be able uh, to take advantage of their name, image, and likeness. They they can do endorsement deals. All of these things that were taboo and you stayed away from, they're going to be able to monetize. Yes. And hey, good for them. I I was thinking back, thinking somebody would said to me, "Hey, do you want half of my sandwich?" And I'd say can you wrap it up and throw it in the garbage and then I'll go get it out of the garbage because I'm not sure if you can actually just give that half of a sandwich to me because that might be an NCAA violation. That might be some type of an inducement. I, so I'm not sure if I can take that. And now I would say, oh yeah, hey, bring it. Hey, let's do an endorsement deal. I'd like to endorse your sandwich. Yes. Let me come down to your sandwich shop and endorse your sandwich Subway, shop. eat fresh. And, and, and all Fowler. it's going to cost you is this much on the line. Yeah, it's It's a new day. And... Thank goodness, because I played with guys, Spencer. I know of guys in today's world that you, you talk about, well, they have a scholarship check. They have their, their education paid for, and they get a stipend. And, and they come from situations where their families don't have any resources. So rather than use the little bit of stipend to save to be able to fly home for Christmas, right. they stay here at Christmas. They send the money home it's crazy. so that their siblings can have clothes. It's crazy. And these and – these, Yet the NCAA has been making billions of dollars over the years on on these these guys, right? And so, or, and, and it's not you know on all of these players in every sport, men's and women's sports across the yes. board. There's stories like that all over the place. And so for me, um, I'm excited about it because I think this will allow them to get a, a share of what they've generated. These athletes of what they've generated for years. I'm worried about it because I'm not quite sure what the limitations on this are going to be, and is it going to be crazy? But I'm telling you, man, this is no doubt about it. I wish that this was in play when oh I was playing goodness. for sure. You think you would have capitalized on oh, that national man. championship team? We, there's so so I spoke. Um, fifth, Brendan and I kept track of it. I was married in the national championship year, and then Brendan and I went out and spoke together at different events around the country, 54 times oh my in the goodness. year following the national championship year leading up to my senior year when, when I played in 85. Um, so certainly we could have figured out how to turn that into something, right? Yes. Zero. Instead of having to fish your sandwiches no, in, out of garbage Instead, cans. if it was out of state, we would run it through the university compliance office and they would make sure that all I got reimbursed was my travel expenses to go, <laughs> right? So to the penny. It's, it is a, to com- the penny. A, a new world has just opened up to athletes in all sports, um, and it will be very interesting. This is going to be quite a ride in yeah. the coming months. So glad that it happened sort of in an off season, right, where things can maybe get sorted out before we start playing football because I think this could be a huge distraction. Yes, 
Here's your show lineup, and I've got good news for you, Blaine. I think we're going to pay you for your work today on set. Well, now I finally get paid. (laughs) Finally. What does day one of name, image, likeness mean? And who's already in on it? Some BYU athletes putting their names out there on social media. How do we determine fair market value? We'll get into the details of that. Plus, Jimmer Fredette joins us. Do you think he could have capitalized on his oh name, image, and likeness of BYU? Jimmer Fredette. Let's talk millions. <laughs> Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Well, happy NIL Day Indeed. to all. Indeed. Student athletes will now be able to make money from endorsements and sponsorships. We've already covered that while retaining eligibility, so they won't lose eligibility for it. New policy, this is what it says, right? Preserves the fact that college sports are not a pay-for-play okay. scenario, right? So there's there's some guidelines around that, as well as reinforcing key, key principles of fairness and integrity. So that comes in the statement. We'll talk about that. All right. We'll talk about that. Yeah, so. there are... Man, we could spend an entire month of shows on all of the little details involved in this. How about Zach Wilson? Nine to one odds to win NFL Rookie of the Year, according to BetMGM. Those are the sixth best odds overall of any rookie. Third best of the quarterbacks behind Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence, if you're wondering, three to one odds. It's still wild to me that Zach Wilson is on all of these lists in these articles being talked about as a potential rookie of the year. Pretty wild. Think about a year ago, right now. Would we have imagined any of this no. for Zach Wilson? So that's pretty awesome. I think he's got better odds than that. And maybe Trevor Lawrence because he's on a team that's more prepared to win right now uh, than the Jets. But, hey, I'll take Zach Wilson in any conversation about that, right? Go. It's pretty awesome. Well, BYU, speaking of football and this time a year ago. Now we roll into the season. BYU opens as a 9.5 or 10-point favorite versus Arizona versus which line you look at. Uh, sportsbetting.ag released its week one with BYU um, a favorite to win in this one. And by big, by double digits, 10 points, that's interesting. BYU's played Arizona, the Wildcats, twice under Kalani Satake, and they won both times. They won in 2016 and in 2018. Which one of those was the Jake the Make? Jake the Make was 2016. Okay. 2018 was the Squally Canada game where he hurt his ankle and still ran for over 100 yards. Tanner Mangum and Matt right. Bushman. That's right. So 16 and 18, both with. And I'm thinking, I just, when we just said that, that brought a thought. Jake the Make, he already has a trademark name. Let's go. Right, let's monetize that, baby. <laughs> Yes, Jake the make me a new burrito. That's right, Jake the make anything. What do you want to make? (laughs) Now some women's golf featuring Leela Naliai, who is a budding star for BYU women's golf. She's in the finals of the Utah Women's State Am right now, playing against Berlin Long in the finals. They teed off at 8 a.m. through 10 holes. Long is up on Naliai, one up again. The winner is the champ of the state amp. This is fantastic and, and, news for Kerry Roberts and BYU Women's Golf. Yeah, and they're both youngins in, in Berlin Long. The Longs are very good, close family friends. Okay. Um, it's a whole family of golfers. And and Long and Nalii played against each other three years ago in the junior state what? amp. It's pretty wild. And, and Nalii won in, in that one. And so we'll see maybe uh, Berlin gets her back in this one. But uh, phenomenal young up-and-coming 
uh, golfers here in the state of Utah. Okay, just got an update. They're through 11 holes. Long remains one up on Leela Naliai. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. What do you say? Pay the players. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo joined DJ and PK on the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City and said this federal name image likeness legislation is progress, but not perfect. So today is a good day for our student athletes, but it's also one of those things like when you send your your children off to college and you're like, okay, (laughs) as best I can. But you know that you're going to get some calls back <laughs> saying, hey, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids are going to finally learn that you, you have a name, an image, and a likeness, and you have to make of that what you make of it. It is up to the players, says Tom Homo, just about an hour ago, again on the Zone Sports Network. Okay, Blaine, we've already talked about some of the – Pertinent questions, the overlying headlines that go into this. And we'll hear more from Tom Homo in a moment. But let me ask you, what are the pros and cons of name image likeness now that it is officially in effect? The pros are, in my mind, about fairness for these athletes because their image and their names, they've had their number on a jersey that universities have been able to license and and take advantage of and build beautiful facilities with and pay coaches millions of dollars with, um, and they've never been able to tap into that. The, The pro is that they can now do that. And if you've got good businesses in and around your university, this may help recruiting, you know, to say, hey, listen, our university has a great relationship with a lot of big businesses. Um, they, they can they can help you maximize your your name, image, and likeness, and all within fair market value, of course, right? That's one of the guidelines that we're going to talk about. But um, so so there are some pros. I, I think BYU is in a good position on this. There was a lot of up and coming businesses in this marketplace that would love to have a spokesperson from one of BYU's athletic teams uh, that would be good, a win win for both of them. So there's definitely some pros, and we, we've we've already outlined some of these athletes who come from dire situations financially, and for those athletes to be able to put some more dollars in, in to their families and help their families, I'm all for that all day long, right? The cons, and we're going to have to wait and see on some of these, but does this make the gap even bigger in college sports? Do the Mm. programs that have unlimited resources, it seems like they do right now, even have more advantage in this? Does does T. Boone Pickens at Oklahoma State – have contracts with every single player to represent his business at a certain dollar value. You know, <laughs> um, are, are are these numbers? Is there going to be a cap on the number that people can make, or are we talking about millions of dollars they're going to be pumped into to uh, to players' pockets? And what impact does that have? And how do you keep teams together when one player might have monetized his stuff to the tune of half a million dollars, and another player has no endorsement deals? Whatsoever, how do they coexist? I guess it happens in the NFL, but but even the the worst guy on an NFL team makes the NFL minimum. I'm not even sure what that is anymore. I think it's three quarters of a million. Yeah, like $750,000, right? So nobody's a have-not in, in the NFL or in, in the NBA. Um, but there's just going to be this great diverse range of what 
what people make. And then to me, is if I'm a coach, I'm going, oh my goodness gracious! How this do we is manage the their time now? Distraction I've ever heard of. Yes. How do we manage but the time? How now? do we put limits on what they do? What do you mean you got to go do your radio show three times a week during the season? What do you mean you can't come to practice tomorrow because you have a photo shoot that's worth fifty thousand dollars? Like, th- those are issues that are going to come up. And these teams and the, and the universities um, are going to have to figure out how to manage through that. I think the biggest con is how much of a distraction is this going to be in season and how are these coaches going to manage that distraction to keep their teams focused on prep for games yeah. and not on how do I put another twenty grand in my pocket. And can players hire agents or personal assistants to handle all of this? It, uh, what, what I've read so far, I believe they can. I think it all needs to be fleshed out. They can get people that can kind of help them work this and, and you know, get them out in the spotlight and help take advantage of that image and likeness, right? I mean, we're hearing about all kinds of crazy uh, deals already around the country. <laughs> the thing's one day old, and we're hearing about all, all kinds of crazy. And, and then what impact does it have on the young guys that are coming in and trying to simulate into college? Like, So I read an article this morning that uh, – I don't know if you remember, Brock Vandergrift is one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the country. Georgia signed him, so he's a five-star guy. So he's an incoming freshman, okay, and he already has an apparel deal. He hasn't played a down of college football, but he's got an apparel deal all set up day one into this. And so... Secure the bag. Yeah. And, and and typically you're like freshmen don't know what they're doing. They need to knuckle down. They just need to do nothing but study and learn the game. They've got to do this. But, oh, he's got a couple of photo shoots this week because he's got an apparel deal. I think I think there's going to be some distractions here wow. that are going to be tough to manage. They're going to have to figure out how to do it. And and I think the cons, you know, cons are there, but I think the pros maybe outweigh the cons, at least at least at this point. We'll see how it goes. All right, I so. want to play another soundbite from BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo, again on the Zone Sports Network just over an hour ago uh, with uh, DJ and PK. And specifically, he addressed having no state legislation. Again, federal government has had their initial say. There's no state legislation. Does that help BYU? And uh, how firm is everything right now listen to this you know in the state of utah there is no legislation which quite frankly i think it's a benefit to all the schools in the state and i think it'll be helpful for our student athletes and that we all are kind of on the same page and each one of our schools now can be able to regulate and assist student athletes to take advantage the best way they can with nil and I think that we put out something today that describes what our um, program is. It has to be that way if you don't, if you're not in a state that's legislated. And we feel that that will, it's not written in pencil, but we'll be, uh, we'll be changing it a lot in the next couple weeks and months to adapt to what we learn. Okay, nothing is sharpied in. Yet, having no state legislation helps BYU. Yeah, and the reason Tom addressed that is is because there's more than 10 states now and counting that have already um, uh, implemented legislation to kind of control and put some boundaries on this. Utah's not one of those states. So Tom's saying this is good because now the schools can shape what they're going to do. And maybe if state legislation comes on the back end of this, it'll 
it'll work with what the schools already have in place. And BYU's released a statement already yes. today where, where they've talked about what some of their guidelines are going to be. And we noted, Spencer, as we were reading through these, that um, – there's still no monetary boundaries on anything or any description of, you know, how much well, can. How can and, you at this I, point? I don't, I don't know what they're going to do about that. That's the big elephant in the room. they got to see what the can, numbers are initially, can, I guess, to even some, have a. Yeah, can somebody idea. go out and make a million bucks if they want to on with their Instagram account? Like, um, but, but BYU's come up with, with the following, that compensation must be fair market value. Um, and that's an interesting point because what is that? We, I personally know bloggers in this state that have Instagram and blogs that have monetized those for over a million dollars a year. Okay. Right here in the state of Utah. Utah's kind of the capital of that, right? So has to be fair market value. Well, what is fair market value in social media these days? I don't know what the cap on that is. And then it says no com- uh, a compensation for athletic accomplishments, meaning no no pay for play. Okay, so is the pay for play then in the form of the stipend that's already in there right, well, and the scholarship? They're not going to increase that, or they're not going to give every football food. player this or quarterbacks this much. And they- See, that's smart to me. Right. That that equalizes every in terms of like what you do on the field. There has to be like a level yep. commitment there. But if you are more famous, per se, than one other... Then go get a car deal. Go make your own deals. But as far as the university goes, this is... I absolutely agree with that. Yep. And so, next one is um, athletes may use BYU-related marks and logos after the rights have been granted to do so. And then they're going to go through with all of these athletes um, with, you know, hey... If you want to use BYU's logos, we are going to grant permission, but it has to be certain guidelines, and we're going to go through that with you. So um, no NIL agreements with companies that don't conform to BYU Honor Code. There's a lot of verbiage around Honor Code, Honor Code companies that would be. So they're going to hold BYU accountable, their athletes, to, to upholding the Honor Code in their endorsement deals, which I think is fair. Yeah, don't expect any BYU athletes to uh, show up with the Jack Daniels deal. <laughs> there could be some issues, right? All right. Well, let's get let's let's get out and uh, um, and we'll come back and have more discussion coming up. Happy Canada, uh, Canada Day. What's the best Cougar Canada connection? Hey, I'm super excited to talk to Jimmer for debt. He joins us next because he's a guy that would absolutely have been in play with these new name image likeness consideration million dollars. Yes. Oh my goodness. The Jimmer joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for a BYU Sports Nation special, a decade of independence where we look back at 10 years of football independence with AD Tom Homo. Plus, we give you our top 10 players of independence. Watch or listen tomorrow at noon Eastern on BYU TV or BYU Radio. Just watch alone to hear the piccolo and the fife and the drum music, okay? We are live in Studio B. Happy NIL Day and happy Canada Day. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play alongside Blaine Fowler. I'm Spencer Linton. Joining us now is the great Jimmer Fredette to talk name, image, likeness. But first, Jimmer, we need to bring up something that has become a sensation on social media. Trick Shot Tuesday. I know it's Thursday, so we're going to have to settle for Trick Shot Thursday. But where, where did the genesis of Trick Shot Tuesday begin? You know, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think that I'm going to be more famous for Trick Shot Tuesday when it's all said and done than <laughs> man, anything else in this world. Uh, I get asked about it all the time, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. My my 
my wife loves it. And my little girl, Wesley, she loves it. She likes to rebound for me. She's always trick shot Tuesday in it. But I think it just happened during quarantine. Um, we were kind of just bored, you know, at the house, kind of hanging out. And I had this little hoop and I was always shooting on it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to shoot a trick shot. And Whitty was like, we need to video this. You know, we need to put it on social media. So all the credit goes to her. You know, I am just the the talent, but she is the the brains behind it. That's awesome. So she is the executive producer of Trick Shot Tuesday, we discover here. I'm going to say it goes back yes. to when we were leading in, and you're in your car, Jim, so I don't know if you could see it, but we showed on the lead-in the highlight of the half-court shot you made at the Utah game um, right before half. Yeah. I think you dropped 33 on him in the first half. I called that game for the uh, the national game, and you made me famous, Jimmer, because – my call, when you turned around and you acted like you didn't care, like that was just, I said, yep, there he is. He's Jimmer Fredette. He's just like, my name's Jimmer yeah. Fredette. That's what I do. I make shots. It was the play of the day, yes. and they played my audio, and I'm like, man, I owe that dude for, for <laughs> life. He just, he just got me the number well, one play of the day. Well, I'll, I'll get you my banking account information. You can send me some <laughs> some checks, some money if you need to, whatever it is. But, yes, no, I love that. I mean, it was uh, that was such a fun fun game a great shot amazing season but at that point you know I was just so locked in like I made the shot but we were still playing on the road at Utah and we had a second half and I was like we're not losing this game so I had to you know continue to stay locked in that's where the stone cold face came in so uh you know that's that's how it was back then that is awesome focus I'll take the uh, the other games that I remember the San Diego State games of course Jimmer but your New Mexico game in the Thomas and Mac, when you went off for 51 and only had one free throw attempt, everybody was just shaking your head. What's it like to be a shooter in a game where you just don't miss and it doesn't matter whether they're hanging on you or not? Yeah, no, it feels uh, it feels great, obviously. I mean, it's hard to explain, but it kind of just feels like you're in the gym by yourself doing a workout. You know what I mean? Like there's some days where you're just kind of in a zone when you're working out and you're making everything and you're kind of picturing uh, what the game is like as you're, you're going through the workout. And that's kind of how it feels when you're out on the court, you don't really notice the fans. You don't really notice the, the defense in front of you. You kind of just get to your spot and know that you can make the shot when you're feeling that good. And uh, it's a, it's a special feeling. Um, it's awesome to be able to, to experience that, but it was a, a game that I'll definitely never, uh, never uh, forget. And obviously credit goes to coach Rose and, and all my teammates for letting me shoot the ball that much. Cause I know that uh, at certain points they're probably like, Hey, if you could pass it every once in a while, that'd be great. So. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking of this 52 point outburst and all of the incredible games that you had as an amateur athlete at BYU. And then looking at the legislation recently passed for name image likeness so that players can go out and get endorsement deals as collegiate student athletes. What do you think of the ruling and how do you feel you might've maximized that if it were in play a decade ago? Yeah, definitely a great ruling. Um, it needed to be done. Um, college athletes uh, needed to, to be paid at some point somehow. And I think this is the best way to do it. Honestly, in my opinion, um, they can go out and make money on their name. Uh, now they can do stuff on social media and make money. They can do stuff endorsements with local 
you know, uh, car dealerships or whatever it is, the the so delicious down the road, whatever it is, um, you know, they're going to be able to make it make some money, uh, some extra money, which is amazing. Um, you know, if I was uh, had that opportunity to do that, would have been probably pretty good uh, for me. Um, you know, I had a lot of people that were trying to come to me and and trying to you know make money off of me anyway from that from that time period. And I wasn't able to, uh, you know, capitalize on that, obviously. But uh, now the kids are, and I think it's a great thing. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, all the college students that have played in previous years are all like, uh, yeah, I was born a little bit, a little bit too late, uh, or a little bit too early. Sorry. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing for the kids now, and hopefully they can capitalize on it. Hey, Blaine's sending his retroactive payments right yep, now. I'm right? sending it to you for, we're, for we're trying to me, make up for lost time because I have been Perfect. monetizing it ever since then. So. Hey, that the, those Perfect. those couple of years, <laughs> those couple of years with your Jimmer. Obviously, I got to call a lot of those games um, for multiple networks over that time, and and being with you on the road in the Marriott Center, it was it was like following a rock star around, and that in and of itself, it w- it was always mind-boggling to me that you guys as a team could stay focused with all of that going on around you. I don't know how you did it. I marveled at that. Now I look at this, and I'm thinking. Is this going to be such a big distraction where players are running off to do photo shoots midweek and they've got all this going on? Do you think that that's going to be a challenge for these college programs to be able to manage the distractions with all of this? Um, at first, probably a little bit, um, you know, just because it's new. You know, anything that's new is is something that you have to get used to. So it's a little bit different. Obviously, you got to schedule your time differently. Um, but I think the kids, um, you know, will be able to prioritize you know, the time and and be able to understand that, you know, the first thing is that they need to to win on the court and they need to perform on the court. If they don't do that, they're not going to get the endorsements anyway. They're not going to be able to, uh, you know, provide, uh, um, you know, be able to get those off the court opportunities. So I think, you know, first and foremost, their coaches will definitely make sure that they understand that. And the, they're not going to miss any practices. They're not going to miss any uh, game meetings or anything like that. Um, I promise you that, you know, they're going to be doing this later on at night, um, early in the morning, whenever it is that they can, you know, provide time on a day off or something. But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll definitely be a little bit different to schedule it at first, but they'll figure it out. You know, I, they're very intelligent people. They know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they've a lot of the coaches, such as Coach Pope, has dealt with that in his career before. So he knows what that's all about. So he, uh, you know, will be able to facilitate that. And, and, and Kehlani and all the, the coaches at BYU will be able to do the same. So I think I think it'll be okay, but it'll be an adjustment at first. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation. Naturally, everybody wants to know, What's next for you in your own official and professional ventures now that you're not going back to China because they have made it a Chinese national player only situation. So what is next for you? If you can divulge any information in that regard. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I wish I had more information for you, Spence. If you could call some teams up for me, I know you got a lot of connections, Blaine, whatever I got you need you. to do, you know, get me on a roster. I appreciate that. Yeah, if, if Blaine, if you can get me on a roster, you don't have to pay me back anymore. Okay, so uh, that's a fair, that's that's a fair deal. I'm working that's, on that's, it. That's, I'm working on it, brother. Fair, fair deal for you. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll look at everything. I'll look at NBA options. I'll look at EuroLeague options, uh, you know, Australian options, you know, I'll kind of look all over the place. My agents on the phone, talking with team teams all the time, um, trying to figure out the situation. Um, you know, it kind of just got dumped onto us not long ago. And, and, uh, you know, I've heard different things from, from China saying that they may have players come back later on in the season, um, you know, after the Olympics are over with in February, or maybe they'll just not do it the whole time. 
so it's 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 interesting. I don't really know exactly what's going on. We're still trying to figure everything out, but uh, we're definitely looking at all the options we possibly can. And uh, you know, but I'll I'll find a good situation. I always do. And uh, you know, I'm trying just not to stress about it. I'm just trying to uh, enjoy time with the fam. And uh, whatever happens is going to happen. You know, if if this is the end of of uh, an era for you in the CBL. Uh, Chinese Basketball League, because of COVID and all the things that are going on, and you turn the page and go elsewhere. What has this time meant to you to be able to play over there? It's been an incredible experience. I mean, I never thought I was going to have an opportunity to go to China as a kid. I never never thought about it, anything like that. And then once I got over there, um, just how Shanghai, you know, kind of embraced me and my family was uh, was spectacular. And that's why I played over there for four years or out of the last five years. I kind of loved it there. Uh, the basketball has been great for me. The organization has treated me well. Um, the city is amazing. One of my favorite cities in the world. Um, really cool city to be able to go and experience. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it'll definitely have a special place in my heart if I don't get to go back there um, anytime for my career, but I uh, had some amazing memories there, some amazing moments. My teammates were great, had some great coaches. Um, so it's something that's, uh, it's definitely been uh, character building for me. It's been difficult because sometimes because I had to be away from the family for a lot of that time, mm. um, had to do a lot of self-growth, um, get better as a person. And I uh, obviously got better as a basketball player. And, uh, but when my family did get over there, they were able to enjoy a different culture, different experience, um, so it's it's definitely made me grow as a person and a basketball player. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. Hey, Jimmer, we just want you to know that uh, if there is ever a limbo situation or whenever you decide to hang it up and stop playing professional basketball, there's always an analyst chair for you here at BYU TV. That was just reconfirmed to me by my producers. The analyst chair is open Love for it. you whenever you want it. Hey, Spencer, I'm sitting, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. sitting right here, Spencer. I'm yeah. sitting right here. What, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yep, I'm t- I'm taking I'm taking Blaine's spot at, at some point. I'm coming for you. Uh, I don't know. You don't know when it'll happen, but it will happen. And uh, I'm ex- I'm excited for the opportunity. But one of these days, I will be on the show live. I will be yes. analyzing with you guys at some point live. That's something that'll be fun for me. Um, I can do all sports. I I am all knowledgeable. Yes. So whatever you guys need, I'm ready. <laughs> yes. I, and I actually believe that. Like Jimmer's tongue in cheek, but I know that he is knowledgeable on all sports, and we would love to have him here. But I'm just like a minute ago, I'm his agent, and now he's taking my job. What the heck just happened? Get out of here. What just happened? Yeah, well, I'm taking your job so I, you can be my agent. You know, it's okay. a lot of time. I have more time to to focus on you. Right. So, no, I, I got right. you, man. I'm going right. to I'm finding something for you. You know, my connections. We, hey, I, we got this. I, I do want to talk about a bigger picture scenario, Jimmer, and looking at the NBA playoffs and the, the number of crazy injuries that have happened to just mega stars. It, it really feels like whoever can just have enough healthy, good players on the floor is going to win the NBA finals. Why do you think that there has been such a rash of injuries? Is it just dumb luck or is it something related to? the non-continuity of COVID training and all that? Yeah, I think it's probably a mixture of both. I mean, this is something that's been unprecedented this year with the amount of stars that have been injured. I mean, basically every star on every playoff team has been injured up to this point, which is unbelievable. So I think some of it has been luck. I think some of it has been the amount of games that they've played in the last you know, year and a half. I mean, they didn't take very long of a break, so which means they didn't get their normal 
routine in for summer. And, uh, you know, NBA players are definitely creatures of habits. Um, I know that for a fact, you know, they like to get in their, their gym time at certain times and they, they have a rev up period to the, to the season. A lot of guys thought it was going to start later and it started earlier than they thought. Um, and it's just a long season. They played a lot of games in a small amount of time. Um, so I think some of it could be the adding up of being tired and just, you know, doing movements a little bit less than what they you know normally do. Um, so that could be um, some of the situation, but then some of it's like, if you, you know, step on a guy's foot and you roll your ankle, it's not really, you know, being tired. It's just complete luck, you know? So I think it's a mixture of both, but I know the guys are tired. I know the guys are excited for the, for an off season to be able to get healthy again. That's why you see a lot of guys not playing in the Olympics when they normally would. Um, so I think it's, um, you know, important for guys to get their health back, but uh, yeah, definitely a mixture of both. Well, before we let you go, we always like to check in um, on a lot of the good work you're doing. What's going on with the uh, Fredette Family Foundation? What do you have coming up there? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, our foundation's continuing to grow. It's our 10th year. Uh, we're going to have our annual golf tournament uh, September 24th. We always pair that with a BYU football game. So if anybody's interested um, in becoming a sponsor, we have a few spots left, but it's uh, it's definitely filling up. Um, so if you were interested in being a sponsor, go ahead and just go on my Instagram and DM me and I can uh, get you all the information that you need. Uh, but we've been doing a lot of great work in schools, uh, creating an atmosphere of kindness uh, for these kids and doing some anti-bullying programs and everything in these schools. And, and we're really ready to, uh, to start scaling and, and getting into as many schools as we possibly can. Um, we've had some great um, help this, this last summer to be able to really uh, focus in on, on trying to get into more schools and try to promote our, our programs to be able to help these kids in these communities promote kindness and be able to be uh, helpful around the communities. And uh, it's not just for the kids, it's for the teachers, it's for the parents everywhere. So um, all the communities that have it really enjoy it. So we hope to, to continue to grow as much as we can. So if anybody has any, uh, any questions, please reach out to me or go on jimmerosity.org. You can go on there to find uh, find more information. But, uh, yeah, we're really excited about it, and it's it's what it's all about for me. Incredible effort and work, as always. Uh, I guess the bonus question is, as a former Phoenix Sun, are you now officially obligated to root for the Suns in the finals? Yeah, you know, well, I was just curious. I didn't know what the period was. If, if I'm two years removed, do I still get a ring? Because, you know, <laughs> you that would be great. If that's the case, then I will – I'll definitely root for them if that's the case, <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I really, I really like the Suns. They're a good organization, but also I love uh, coach Monty Williams. I played for him when he was in, uh, in uh, new Orleans, um, just a great human being, great family. And he, you know, he's been through some really difficult times and I'm really happy to see him coming over the top and had such had such a good attitude through the whole thing. Um, so I'm happy for him. Um, but I, you know, Elijah's on Milwaukee and, and, uh, you know, that would be awesome to see a BYU guy get a ring as well. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to take over Giannis's role and, uh, you know, start averaging 30 and 12. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm excited to, to see what happens. It's been a good, good playoffs. Jeremy, great to catch up with you, brother. Uh, we wish you the best. Uh, please give our best to your family, Whitney, your kids, and enjoy your time in Colorado uh, while we await the next professional venture. And I'll be working Sounds on good. it. I'm, thanks, I'm working thanks, on it, Jimmer. I'll be working on it, brother. Let me know. Give me <laughs> a right. call. Thanks, okay, Jimmer. Thanks, guys. All hey, right. Coming up, BYU team physician Darren Campbell joins us to talk about an upcoming concussion seminar to be held here at BYU. Plus our favorite Cougar Canadians on Canada Day. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group. 
serving Utah since 1968. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. He is Blaine Fowler. I am Spencer Linton. This is a Thursday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Blaine, take it away. Okay, first thing. What's your favorite NIL? And everybody knows NIL's name, image, likeness now. What's the favorite thing you've seen so far? Uh, probably just staying close to home, seeing the likes of Paisley Harding and now Malik Moore. Some some of these athletes already reach out and say, hey, who wants to work with me? I have loved seeing how, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but just opportunistic they have been at this. And I can't wait to see what Shaylee Gonzalez and Paisley, oh, they've got yeah. amazing followings on YouTube, social they've media. Got, uh, this whole TikTok phenomenon yes. is, is just like crazy. Yeah, right? so I'm so, loving that. Yeah, Shaylee's going to take advantage of this in a big, big way. So the, the favorite one I've seen, uh, Jordan Bohan and the shooting guard um, from Iowa, um, he's got a sponsorship already. He's excited. He says he's excited to announce uh, the world's three best three-point shooter is going to have a relationship with a fireworks company in <laughs> Iowa. Um, come to, he says, come to get some fireworks, and we're going to sign memorabilia and all that. And I love how he ends it. He goes, red, white, and boom, baby. And it's so, <laughs> so it's Iowa booming. Iowa so fireworks. Jordan Boom Boom Bohannon. I like that one. Today, as we've mentioned a few times, is Canada Day. Shout out to... The great Greg Rubel, voice of the Cougars. Um, if he's not, Blaine, what is the greatest all-time Cougar-Canadian connection? I mean, this is this is a pretty good lineup. So we've got we got Ben Cahoon, yep. who I'm personally very close to. I used to throw some balls to Ben in his offseason to help him. You got and, dual citizenship. Yeah, yes, he does. Canadian and 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 that's Mike Weir. Where's he? Where's he? So and I haven't had a chance to play with him. So I don't I don't know. I'm and then, of course, our Greg Rebell, both near and dear dear to our heart. No, 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 wait a second. Is that Squally Canada? Yeah. Okay. I know he's not from Canada, he's but not. his name's Canada. <laughs> so doesn't that count? Okay, far right. That's why we put him How in. many of you know the athlete on the far right? Jim Balderson. There you go. Jimmy Balderson, former BYU basketball great. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. All right, coming Man, up, rise and shout-outs and elite voice, right? Yes. Uh, in fact, I, I think I want to throw in an additional shout-out uh, to a couple of other Canadians that just came to mind. Uh-oh. So stick around. This could be scary. Stick around. When it just pops into his head, it can be scary. Dr. Darren Campbell up next, too. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tune in Monday at noon Eastern time to catch another airing of BYU football, a history of offensive innovation. You can watch it on BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are hanging out live in the studio. Bizzle joining us now over Zoom is one of the newer members of the BYU Athletics family. He is a doctor, an expert in his field for sure. Darren Campbell joins us. Great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation for your debut. How are you? Good. Good to be here. Thanks. We've got a number of things that we want to talk to you about, uh, notably because it's still so fresh in all of our minds, just the general COVID experience for you as a doctor in your field, working with so many different opinions. How have you managed all of that? And uh, where do you feel like we are as a society in, in the state of Utah, specifically for BYU athletes with COVID? Well, you, you know, last year was a challenge for sure, but I think it's important to remember, you know, we're still part of this. I, you know, I, 
I think last year I had a conversation with another one of our docs who wor uh, works in the ICU, one of our critical care docs. And, you know, we were asking about some concerns for some infections with some athletes. You know, how do we take care of them the right way? You know, what's our criteria for looking at hospitalization, those kinds of things. And, you know, I think there was some frustration on that, that critical care docs part, you know, he talked about a shift. He just had some patients pass away and it, that had been the case for several nights in a row. You know, and he looked at it and said, I don't, you know, just in frustration, why are, why are you, why are we doing this? Why are we still having sports? Why, you know, there's people out there, this is a significant illness. You know, and as we talked, it was, you know, first of all, just tired and frustrated. And, you know, he was being worked really as all those medical staff in those environments were. And as we talked, it was, hey, this is going on and this is an important part of kind of what we do in society. And so how do we, how do, even though we recognize the, the severity and importance of what's going on, how do we handle this from a, from a sports perspective? Can we safely participate? Um, can we take care of the athletes, protect them in the right way and still let them get their experience and, and let people see what's going on and bring some, some joy and some entertainment. And, you know, having that conversation really, I think that juxtaposition was a great example of what last year was. Um, you know, this year going forward, it's important to remember COVID's still there. And so we've seen numbers drop, but, you know, we've seen some upticks over the past, you know, few days and weeks. And so it's still important to stay, you know, keep that in our minds and, and, and do smart things. I think one of the biggest things is, is immunizations, you know, a lot of controversy on that, you know, from a medical standpoint, I think that's very important and it does change how we monitor and track and quarantine our athletes coming up in the, in the fall season and whether we can still have, you know, events. If we, you know, as we start to gather and have fans in place, it's going to be important for all of us to remember there's still, you know, a COVID pandemic going on. You know, I, we managed it last year. We can do it this year. But the key for last year was everybody did their part. That was the success. Athletes, coaches, administration, fans, everybody. And so we need to make sure we're doing that this coming year. You know, we got a chance to be a little closer than just people out in the general public to watch behind the scenes how you and your medical team and these sports teams manage through it. I think discipline is the word that comes to mind. People don't appreciate the amount of discipline that these athletes and coaches had to uh, to put out there to be able to play a season like the BYU football team did this last season. How did you manage through that, and how did you keep these guys focused and disciplined? Well, I think early on, as we were all trying to gauge the scope of that early in the season, you know, we were happy to get our first game and, and, and have that. And, that, you know, that felt so successful. And then to come home and have not just a few athletes who contracted COVID, but then go through the quarantine process, I think was a big reality check for everybody. And I, and I think it was at that point where that discipline really kicked in. We saw athletes and coaches recognize, what can I do to help? And it was... You know, at that time, it was wear your mask when we're interacting at all times, on the flights, um, spacing differently, um, taking care of who the, the athletes interacted with and whether or not they had their mask on outside of football, outside of the athletic training room, outside of, you know, in their environment, just when they're hanging out, because they recognized what that meant to the team if they were to contract COVID or had to be on quarantine because of that. So that's where everybody becomes, you know, selfless and jumps in and says, what do I need to do to help the team? What's my part? And, you know, that's a hard thing to do all the time. And they did a fantastic job last year. So, you know, we'll see how we how things happen this year and how things go. 
Dr. Darren Campbell is with us on BYU Sports Nation discussing the COVID pandemic, the progress that's been made, and he's also an expert in concussions. In fact, BYU is hosting the first annual Intermountain Concussion Conference coming up on July 16th. I hear that word. I associate it with football, specifically one of the BYU quarterbacks, Jaron Hall. I mean, it is very, very uh, a pressing issue for sure. So why do you feel like it's so important that a conference like this happens on concussions based on everything that has, I guess, uh, revealed itself over the last 10 years of research? Well, I think it's really important because it's, you know, it's out there. Um, When we look at sports like football, you know, having a conversation on concussion and make sure we're handling it the right way really is, is important because that's going to, you know, I don't, I don't know that we can have football in the way that we've had in the past if we don't take care of concussions the right way. But I think the conference is important because, you know, concussion injuries aren't just about sports. You know, that's where I see it all the time. But I also run a concussion clinic here in Intermountain. And in truth, in our clinic, we see more concussions from uh, things outside of sports. You know, just walking down the street, slipped on the ice, fell in the shower, um, just playing catch with my kids and fell down. There's so many ways to get concussion. And so our research has really been based around athletes because it's a population we can, we can, we, we know they have medical care. We can track and follow. They're very interested in being better, but this affects so many people of all ages. And so that's what this concussion conference is about is talking about concussion, bringing the awareness to the whole community and trying to talk about ways we can not only take care of it, diagnose it, um, but also prevent it. You know, the, this has changed a lot in the past decade. We were really in the dark ages for concussion, and we're doing better, but we're just scratching the surface. You know, with with athletes in mind in particular, we've seen a dramatic change in the way you guys manage concussions on and off the field. Hey, back when I was playing, it was like, how many fingers do I have up? And if I was within one, that um, I could go back in the game, right? Uh, and now there's there's very stringent protocols, and it seems like they're changing uh, every year. What what has changed the most about how you manage it in the last ten years? Well, I think we're better at um, recognizing the complexity of a concussion, all the different aspects that, that it can affect. You know, we always associate headache with that, or were you knocked out? Um, but really, you know, the brain not only processes information. You know, it's our attention center. It synchronizes so many different functions, and they have to work together, a vision and a balance system. And so having a complete sort of diagnostic process, we don't have a simple test. There's no rapid test, strep test for concussion diagnosis or an imaging process that we can just use to say you have a concussion or you don't. So there's a host of different tests, and we try and keep that as concise and as precise as we can. And that's one area I think we're getting better as we collect a lot of data. But then I think the biggest area is making sure that a concussion injury is healed all the way before we return. Because we now have good research that shows if you go back too soon, you're at risk for another concussion much more quickly if we, if we get you back. And some of those long-term issues that we're, we've seen with um, the NFL and some athletes that have had multiple, multiple blows to the head and concussions for a long time, those long-term effects. One of the keys for that is making sure you're better all the way from each injury before you return. We know that former BYU star legend receiver Austin Colley uh, had some really rough experiences that he's going to be involved in this. And for those 
that want more information on this conference coming up on July 16th, where can they go to get that? So um, if you search concussion conference Intermountain, it'll pull it up. Um, uh, and, and what it's going to Austin College, what we what we've done with this concussion conference is we have a teaching session for our medical professionals, and that's kind of during the day. We've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I think that's going to expand in the future. But a key part that we wanted to have for this is a community awareness session, and so we'll have our entire concussion team there to answer questions for the public, coaches, players, athletes, moms and dads, whoever wants to come. Um, we're going to have Austin Colley come and talk there, talk about his experience, um, talk about, you know, those kind of questions that people want to know. You've had concussions, Austin. Are your kids going to play football? What are your plans for that um, after he's experienced those things? And so, you know, we're excited to hear from him. And then one important part for this is we're going to have Alpine School District talk about how they've taken ownership of sort of this return to learn piece, which is so vital. You know, we talk about return to play with sports. What about return to work, return to life, return to learn for all of us that, who aren't the elite professional athlete? Doctor, thank you for the critical information and your time. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks so you much. Bet. Appreciate it. Darren Campbell on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, a your elite voice on which BYU athlete will benefit the most from the new NIL rules. Plus, what other Canadians am I going to throw in there for our Rise and Shoutouts on Canada Day? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Here's what you do. You just Google. Google it. Yep. BYU Sports Nation podcast. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show after you do this. Our question of the day. Which current BYU athlete will benefit from name, image, likeness, the most at Cougar A70 on Twitter answers Caleb Loner. Three more years to play, and his Larry Bird resemblance will appeal to the media. Oh, yes, he's going to play some great basketball. Uh, yeah. My wife agrees with that 100%. I asked her this morning, and Brenda said, Caleb Loner, with that hair and you look like Hercules, you're going to get all kinds of endorsement deals. So she's on board with that one. In response, sorry, lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, April Kerstich on Facebook answers the most famous Cougar of all time, Cosmo. If, if Cosmo can Cosmo. actually... Cosmo! But there, there's more than one Cosmo. I don't want to break that to people, but... So do they share it? Maybe. I don't know how I don't know how they do it. It's complicated. It's complicated. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. It's Canada Day. I want to go to Alexa and Jordan Gray, the sisters. There Great you go. Great volleyball player and yeah. an Olympian for rugby. Of course, Greg. I'm going with Greg Peterson, my old teammate, DB, famous CFL cornerback that came down and played for the Cougs. You go, Greg Peterson. All right, thanks to Jimmer Fredette and Darren Campbell. Sorry to Dennis Pettit for Blaine. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Mike Reed. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation, a decade of independent special. Go. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake and